the Augusta loophole is to utilize your home for business purpose. And it says beyond business use of the home, right? So that's two totally different things. This would be useful for, think about it in a way that if you needed to use a third party for a business meeting, maybe you had a day where you bring in your staff, your team, and you know we're at the end of the year right now, so a lot of thoughts and plans are going into 2024. What are you doing for 2024? What does the marketing plan look like? What does the sales plan look like? Hey friend, welcome to the Small Business Finance Podcast. Do you want confidence and clarity with your business finances? Do you find yourself up late at night searching for tax deductions, how to track your business finances, or for QuickBooks tips? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals, but you end up feeling confused and frustrated because accounting and tax is really foreign? Hi, I'm Tiffany. I've heard this so many times from clients who used to feel this way. They felt overwhelmed about what to do with their numbers and wish that they could stop the financial madness. They wanted clarity and the ability to grasp the financial basics, know who to call when they had a question and to stop worrying about owing money to the IRS, but they thought they weren't good with numbers and the overwhelm kept them stuck without any solid financial plan until they realized that business systems are the ticket to gaining financial confidence. In this podcast, you will learn step-by-step systems, easy to understand financial tips and mindset transformation so that you will gain financial confidence as an entrepreneur. Dust off your spreadsheet, warm up your coffee and let's get going. On today's episode, we are going through a listener question. I love it when you guys send me questions and things that you're actually curious about, wondering about, and things that are relevant to your business. It really makes me happy to be able to provide insights and answer these questions and all the things. And because I know when you're trying to figure out the taxes and the accounting and the bookkeeping and all the things when it comes to your business finances that it can be overwhelming. And there are these little nuances, these little things that can pop up and create questions and doubts and insecurities. And you just, I know you want to do it right. So anytime I can help and provide some insights, I just love it. So let's get in to this question, shall we? So the listener emailed me. I'm going to leave a few things out just for confidentiality purposes, but I will read what she sent um, to give context. So she said, I just started listening to your podcast and I love it. Very informative for someone who wants to start a small business legally. I was listening to episode two and you were discussing tax deductions and loopholes. You mentioned the importance of paying yourself at the end of the year with a 1099, getting a rental agreement for your office space because the IRS sees you and the business as a separate entity. I got that. This is my situation. I'm in the process of developing my own business in the food industry. I plan to utilize a room in my house as an office space. Due to the cottage laws in my state, I have to utilize a commercial kitchen. I can't use my home. With that being said, the business is going to start off small because I want to grow it organically. So I'm not buying a storefront or restaurant. I plan on renting a commercial kitchen for six months to a year starting off. My question to you is this. If I have two rental agreements, one for the office space, which is in my home, and the other for the commercial kitchen, would that pose as a red flag to the IRS? Would the IRS scrutinize me more? What can I do to minimize the IRS's intrusiveness, but still remain compliant, not become stressed out when all I'm trying to do is start my own business? Number one, kudos to you for trying to do this right from the beginning and making sure that you are compliant with the laws that really is the first step to making sure that you are reducing your taxes the right way. You know, there's lots of things that can be done to reduce your taxes, but we're really only interested in doing the things that are legal, ethical, and things that we are in compliance with. That's just super, super important. So that's amazing. So let's dig into this. So first of all, 
this listener is actually inquiring about the Augusta loophole. I've referenced this on multiple episodes. I will tag a few of them or list a few of them in the show notes so that you can go back and listen to those. She's referencing episode two. So episode two will be in the show notes for sure. And I'll make sure and go through and add in any of the other ones that apply to this as well. With the Augusta loophole, there are some critical things that you need in place to make sure that it is in compliance. I'm not going to go back through all of that in this episode because I've covered that in previous episodes. But what she's talking about is the rental agreement that is super important to have between the business that you own, your small business, and yourself individually. And remember, the IRS is viewing those two things separately in this particular instance. Even if you are filing as a single member LLC on your Schedule C of your 1040, even if that's how you're filing and you're not a separate entity from a tax filing perspective, they're still going to view this as two separate entities. When it comes to this rental agreement, what you have to realize is in this particular instance, she's got this commercial kitchen that she's renting out. She has an agreement with them because she's going to be renting this for at least six months, she said, maybe a year. And so she's renting this space to use their kitchen so that she's in compliance with her local laws of making sure that she's not operating her kitchen out of her home. That is very different than renting out another space for a totally separate purpose. And frankly, even if she was, she had two separate commercial kitchens that she was using and two separate rental agreements, that, that would really be no different than two separate rental agreements, one for this commercial kitchen and one to utilize the Augusta loophole. Because if you think about it, it's for two separate functions for her business. So let's go through a few of the items with the Augusta loophole as kind of a refresher. So if you remember, the Augusta loophole is to utilize your home for business purpose, this is beyond business use of the home, right? So that's two totally different things. This would be useful for, think about it in a way that if you needed to use a third party for a business meeting, maybe you had a day where you bring in your staff, your team, and you know we're at the end of the year right now, so a lot of thoughts and plans are going into 2024. What are you doing for 2024? What does the marketing plan look like? What does the sales plan look like? What does your budget look like? Do you have a forecast? What are we doing for next year? How is it going to grow? And there's a lot of planning going into figuring that out. If you bring your team in for that, or frankly, if it's just you, it's okay if this is just you in attendance. But if you would use a different space or you could use a separate space for this type of planning, then that would be 100% legitimate when it comes to utilizing the Augusta loophole, using your home for that, renting your home out for a day rate to utilize the Augusta loophole. Same goes for uh, board meetings, board of director meetings. If you are an S-Corp, which in this instance, I don't know if she is or not, she didn't say that. But if you're an S-Corp, then legally, you're supposed to have one board of directors meeting or shareholders meeting every year. Well, that's kind of the minimum. They don't tell you how many meetings that you need to have. I guess for all intents and purposes, you could have one every month, every quarter, whatever fre frequency makes the most sense for you and your business. So you could have a shareholder meeting. In that shareholder meeting, you could talk about a number of things. Uh, maybe you're looking at acquiring another business, or maybe you're looking at dissolving your business and selling it. And you're kind of analyzing these things and you need to figure that out. And so you have a shareholder or board of directors meeting to do that. Again, it can be just you. It doesn't have to be you and other people. Now, 
you might have other people there. I've got a client who's in the medical uh, medical space and he'll do training with some of his team. And when he does that, he's utilizing his home and therefore he's able to use the, the Augusta loophole. I've got other clients, uh, one in particular that's in Florida where he utilizes his space for sales meetings all the time. He's got a sales team, they're going out and they're selling things for his business. And so he brings them in and they have training, they have meetings to prepare for their time out in the field of getting new clients, new customers. There really is a myriad of different things that can be used for the Augusta Loophole. Training would be another one. Uh, you know, if you think about the various training aspects for you and or your team, that would also be another way that you could utilize this deduction, this loophole. If you are thinking about it in the fact that these are two totally separate functions, these are totally two totally separate rental needs, if you will, then it's really not an issue because the Augusta loophole is not the same. It's not even in the atmosphere of being the same. And frankly, even if it was, like I said, going back to the you know second kitchen, maybe she needs a second kitchen space. The first one, she doesn't want to get rid of it, but she needs a second one because maybe, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not a baker or a cook or anything like that, that maybe this other kitchen has different equipment and different a different setup that allows her to do different things. But the, the original kitchen has its own unique aspects of it that helps her cook and do the things that she's doing in her kitchen. And so in that instance, if you think about it, then you need both spaces. So why would you not have two rental agreements? The key here is just having the rental agreement so that you are legitimizing the fact that the business will be renting your home from you personally. And so that's the main thing. I definitely wouldn't get tripped up in the fact that um, you've got two rental agreements. I don't see anything wrong with this. The main thing is to have the rental agreement, make sure that it's signed, make sure that you have it in your documentation, dated, all the things, and because that is gonna be something that you would want to produce to the IRS if they ever were to question this. And so I hope this has been helpful. Like I said, I, I really love helping answer these questions and making sure that you're kind of on the right path and doing all the things that you need to be doing in the right way, legally and ethically to reduce your taxes. And if this is something that is of interest to you, I highly recommend that you go to the link in the show notes for my Tax Savings Institute. This is literally what we're doing in the Tax Savings Institute. We're going through we are providing you not only the instruction to understand what it is that we're talking about, what are the ways that you can reduce your taxes? What are the ways you can maximize deductions? What are the various loopholes and strategies that can be done that frankly, everybody should be doing? What are they? And then here's the, here's the main thing. How do you implement it? You need to understand what you're doing, at least high level, but then you also need to make sure you're implementing it properly. So for instance, with the Augusta loophole, we would provide the agreement that you need to have in place, the rental agreement. We're gonna provide the spreadsheet so that you can track all these things. We're gonna provide the website to get the highest amount of deduction possible. I can tell you that when I've had clients come in that were already, already utilizing the Augusta loophole, they weren't getting near the rental rate that we're able to find when it comes to comps. We actually go out, we've got some really great websites where we get comps for your area uh, we get three quotes, and then that way we're able to average it. Again, we show the IRS that, hey, we're we're trying to be fair here. We're not getting aggressive. We're not finding one really big comp and then utilizing that for the day, right? We're, we're using an average for the area. But I had a client that he came in and was already utilizing the guest loophole. He was not implementing it properly at all, but he was taking the deduction, and we got him an extra $16,000 of the deduction 
just because we were able to get a better quote utilizing the websites that we use. In the Tax Savings Institute, we are giving you all of these things to make sure that you're doing this stuff right. And that's just one example with the Augusta loophole. We're doing this for a lot of other deductions, a lot of other ways that you can reduce your taxes and do it really pretty efficiently, quickly, and make sure that you are reducing your taxes. And then on top of that, we are right now offering an introductory service as a part of the Tax Savings Institute where you get two live Q&A calls with me a month so that you can come in and you can ask me specifically about your tax issues. Now, I can tell you that right now it's a part of, of getting included in the uh, the course for the Tax Savings Institute. It's just included, which is an amazing offer. It's not going to be included for forever. This is literally more of a founder's type of thing. So if you're hearing this message now, go jump on this because we will be charging for this in the future because this is a huge value that for the people that are jumping in at the beginning, I want to give you a little bonus because you're helping me get this thing going, get this ball rolling, all the things, but it's going to be a huge benefit to you because as you're implementing these things, yes, you're going to have it all in the course, but you may have some questions. So you're going to want to hop on these calls and ask me, hey, in my particular business, this is what I have going on. How would you handle this? And then that way I can give you advice for your specific needs and issues. So that is being given as a bonus right now, which is amazing, among other things. So if you haven't yet, go to the link in my show notes for the Tax Savings Institute. Go ahead and get started right now with our founders rate and bonuses on all the things. I know that this is going to be huge for you and your business. And think about it, we've only got a couple months left for 2023. This is something that you want to get going now because really the things that you do between now and the end of the year are going to be the things that impact your taxes the most. So with that said, I really appreciate your time as always. I love the fact that I hear from you guys that you are enjoying the podcast and that you're getting a lot out of it. So leave me a five-star review if you could. It really helps get the word out. More people are able to hear about the podcast, share the podcast with a friend that you think would benefit as well. And with that, I cannot wait until next time. 